wanted to throw a warning out there, a disclaimer, so to speak. Um, I do curse, and um, I just wanted to let everyone know beforehand, because um, I don't know if you listen to your podcasts around children, or, you know, you're in a public place. Um, yeah, I just want to let you know, I do drop an F-bomb here or there, and depending on how the abs do, it's going to depend on, on how frequently these F-bombs are going to be dropped, so, um, yeah, just letting you guys know that this isn't a, a clean podcast, so to speak, and, um, yeah, I'll get on with my intro here. As I mentioned before, um, my name's Louis Martinez, I'm from a not-so-beautiful part of Southern California where the summers are hot and the winters are freaking cold, so we get the worst of both worlds, I guess. And um, I'm actually broadcasting this from my car, so I'm um, sorry for the quality, you know, but um, I had to do something, man, because uh, we have two main podcasts that I listen to regarding the avalanche, and one's Adrian Dater's Hockey Talk, which is pretty cool, man, um, but his quality is just horrible, and when he's moving his phone or whatever he's doing with his phone, it just wrenches my ears, and oh man, it's just, it's, it's bad. And, um, I listen to the Avs Hockey Podcast, and those guys are great, but, um, the frequency of their podcast coming up, um, has kind of inspired me to try to do something that's more frequent, like a weekly or bi-weekly basis. So, um, we'll see how that goes, and let's talk about the team a little bit. I expect you to rock their world. Wipe them out, if that's what they choose. If you are ferocious in battle, remember to be magnanimous in victory. Alright, so I'm going to talk about who really needs to step up and establish the identity of the Colorado Avalanche. So that way uh, we can give this team some, some credibility and you know reestablish um, how competitive we actually are because... Um, there's a lot of pundits out there that are just shitting all over the avalanche saying that they're going to come in 7th or 6th. They're going to be another top 10 pick just because their defense is horrible. Like, I get that. Our defense is bad. But we do have the talent up front that maybe we can outscore opponents. Um, I'm not saying we're going to do that every night, but I, I mean, if, if we do get in the jam, if we get down early, we're going to have enough firepower in all six chambers to just, you know, roll lines, score goals at will, and, um, I mean, hopefully we don't have to out outscore everybody, but I'm just saying, man, because I can't stand being the laughing stock of the league, and, uh, I mean, we're at the butt of a lot of jokes on a lot of podcasts, um, so let's get on with it. Um, first guy I'm going to be talking about is a guy that's hated all over the abs boards. I'm not hated, but he's... He's definitely not not a peach, and uh, it's Paul Stasny. Uh, last year he played 40 games. He got nine goals, 15 assists for 24 points. And um, I mean, for what he's getting paid, I guess that's not enough. But I mean, he does do a lot of stuff in the defensive zone that I really like. And um, I honestly think a 60, 65 point season from Stasny in a contract year is not out of the question. And I honestly think he can do it. Um, Patrick Wan and Joe Sackick, I mean, Joe Sackick played with him. He knows how good of a player he can be. 
And I just think he's, he's probably told why. You need to get this guy more offensive time. And, uh, I mean, given his line mates, Tenge and Landeskog, to start out the season, uh, from what I've seen in preseason or actually heard, I've been listening to the games on the radio, um, Landeskog and Stasny, you know, they've been been making quite a good pair. And, you know, you throw Tenge into the mix, um, they're just going to be setting each other up. And Landeskog's going to be doing the dirty work and hopefully potting, you know, a lot of those goals. And, um... Like I said, 60-65 point season is, uh, I think, par for Stasny this season. And, um, I mean, if he can get 70-80 points, I think that would be where he should be at, uh, given his age, uh, what he's done in the past, and, um, you know, who he is as a player, because he does have the talent, he has the vision, he can pass, receive passes, and, and we've all seen him score, so, uh... You know, Stasny, step your game up, buddy. Um, put the team on the back when, when you know, they need you. And uh, hopefully you you do really good this season. If not, your ass is getting traded. All right. Next guy up. Matt Duchesne. I really think this guy is a leader already. And uh, I think he stepped up his game. Uh, he played 47 games last season. He got 17 goals, 26 assists for a total of 43 points. And um, I think he's freaking amazing. Uh, he's not that superstar just yet. He's he's not the guy you'd like a Steven Stamkos or a John Tavares, which is funny because um, I remember in the 0910 draft, people were like, I think we really got the best player in the draft in Duchesne, and uh, at first it looked like that with the speed, and you could see the creativity there, um, but Tavares has just gone to a whole other level that I think Duchesne's going to reach this season, and uh, I think Superstar's going to be attached to his name really soon, and uh, I honestly think 80 points should be uh, the good season for Duchesne, and a great season would be you know, just over that 100-point mark. I mean, I know there hasn't been a lot of 100-point scores, you know, but I think uh, Duchesne, especially with his line mates in uh, Downey and, and O'Reilly, I think they're just going to wreak havoc on the league this year if they all stay healthy. And uh, that's a big if because uh, Steve Downey hasn't hasn't been the picture of health. But um, hopefully, hopefully, uh, Duchesne really steps it up this year and... and does become that superstar we all know. And uh, I'm going to talk about his line mate right now. Ryan O'Reilly. <laughs> Radar. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, last year I wanted this guy gone. I was just so seen red when I heard O'Reilly. And I was like, let's get rid of this bum. Uh, let's trade him for Keith Yandel. Let's trade him for whatever other defenseman is going to be great in an Avs uniform. Blah, 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 blah. But um, seeing him this preseason and those highlights that I've seen him with, uh, man, that pass in, uh, in the Stars game, tic-tac-toe, uh, O'Reilly downy to Duchesne. I mean, Duchesne didn't put it in, but goddamn, that play was so sweet looking. And uh, that's a little bit of a glimpse of what we're going to be seeing from O'Reilly. Uh, I think um, 70 points as a winger would be phenomenal. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing stars right now, guys. I mean, I'm seeing all these point totals and everything. I just, 
I really think some of these guys can really put up these points. I really think uh, Stasny can get 65 points. I really think Duchesne can get 80 to 100 points. I think O'Reilly can put up 60 to 70 points as a winger. I really do. And uh, I think if we're going to make the playoffs, I mean, we're going to have to outscore people because our defense, I guarantee you, I mean, if it stays as it is, uh, we're going to be getting scored on at least three times a night, most nights, you know. Uh, so we're going to need to score four or more goals each night in order to win games. So, I mean, I think these points are going to be coming for these kids if um, if we're going to win games and go to the playoffs. Um our next guy we're going to talk about is our captain, uh, Gabriel Landeskog. We love this guy's game. Uh, last year he played 36 games, got 9 goals, 8 assists with 14 points. And uh, it was a little bit of a down season just because he got injured so early and really took the wind out of his sails. But um, from what I've seen this preseason, man, he's a man among boys. He's just taking over parts of games and just really, really just throwing his weight around. And I love it. I love this guy's game, and I think our captain is, is capable of 30 goals. Um, I think uh, 30 to 35 goals, um, if he's playing with Stasny and Tangs the whole year, I really think uh, 30 goals is going to be nothing for this kid. He's going to be on the power play, getting all the power play time he wants. Um, he's going to be on a great playmaker line. He's going to be the finisher. So, um, Landy... Uh, I know you can put the team on your back. I know you need you can say things when they need to be said, and uh, I hope you have a full and healthy season, buddy. All right, last but not least, we're going to be talking about P.A. Parento. Um, I think this guy just gets it. He's a pure goal scorer, and, um, you know, he can set up plays too. And I think uh, on Nate McKinnon's line, he's going to be uh, – He's going to be pivotal onto how um, McKinnon grows as a player, and uh, I think he's going to do it, man. He um, he paid his dues and he took the long way to the NHL. So um, I think uh, I'm not, I put PA parents out not necessarily as a leader, but I just included him on this list because I think if we are going to make the playoffs, and uh, hopefully we do, I think we're going to need him to really contribute, and um, I think 30-35 goals is, is pretty much par, and uh, anything over that is going to be great, and um, yeah, P.A. Parents, so I hope you score a lot of goals, stay healthy the whole season, just like you did last season, and uh, that's all i got to say about that, hopefully all the players I mentioned uh, fulfill their, the goals, you know, that I, I mentioned, and, you know, hopefully we have a great season. Hopefully we stop be, be becoming this, you know, oh, the Avalanche, you know, they're not going to do much. I mean, the Dallas Stars are getting so much more love, and I don't, I just don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, anyways, that's all I got to say about that. I'm a real wild one. Wild one. Wild one. Wild one. Wild one. School, like I'm real, real cool. Gotta dance like a fool.
going to be this year, and um, I think the first wild card is going to be Nate McKinnon. Uh, he's going to be given a, a great spot to come into the league. He's going to be the third line center. He's not going to be expected to, to put the team on his back or anything. Um, he's going to be there to complement the first two lines, and uh, you know they're going to throw like PA Parento on his wing, and he's going to have Jamie McGinn on on his other side. So, um, I mean, I really think McKinnon is going to blossom um, a little bit this season. I think he might start out slow because of his hip flexor injury that he sustained in in the preseason. But, I mean, I think if as soon as he scores his first goal, I think he's just going to get all that confidence in the world. And he's going to, I mean, he's he's proven that he's not afraid to shoot the damn puck. I mean, some rookies are just... Uh, when they got someone, I guess, like Parento on their line, like they're just going to pass it off. But no, this kid loves to shoot. Uh, I think he's a winner. And um, I just I just hope, you know, he's a, I think I think 40 points is um, would be great for him. You know, 40, 50 points. Um, that'd be a great year for the kid. I think that would be enough for, you know, Calder consideration or maybe even win it. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. And, um... My other wild card is going to be Tyson Berry, and uh, he's a wild card because I really, really need someone to justify the Shattenkirk trade, and I know you guys are fucking over, over the whole damn EJ sucks, Shattenkirk is, I'm, I mean, oh my god, EJ is going to be saved for my last part, but, um, Someone needs to justify that trade, and Siemens hasn't done it yet, and EJ sure as hell hasn't done it. So Tyson Berry was one of the reasons we were able, and you know, supposedly that makes Shatten, made Shattenkirk expendable. And um, I just hope you know Barry puts up I don't know, 30, 35 points this year, maybe forty. Um, you know, both of those are probably going to be assists. I mean, I hope he breaks double digits and goals, but I don't think that's going to happen, because I haven't really seen the whole, um, I wouldn't say, you know, howlets are from the point, but just, like, a any decent shot from the point from him, and I just, I just hope our best defenseman this year is in Benoit, like, I hope I don't hear McNabb saying how great the pickup of Benoit has been, and he's been the as best defenseman, I mean, yeah, last year McNabb was saying Hunwick was our best defenseman all year, and, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I need, we need Barry to just really step up and just, in my mind, justify the reason Shattenkirk is wearing a St. Louis uniform. And for that matter, Stuart. Um, but anyways, that's that'll be a conversation for a later podcast if they have great years. Um, and that's all I gotta say about that. Uh, McKinnon, Barry, hope you guys have great seasons, and um, hope you guys play the full 82. Times have changed, and times are strange. Here I come, but I ain't the same. Mama, I'm coming home Time's gone by, it seems to be You could have been a better friend to me 
Monday, so hopefully you guys will be getting this podcast um, to my Tuesday morning. Um, I'm going to get on iTunes and I think Podbean and any other spots that that enable you to download and listen to podcasts. So um, with that, our home opener is on Wednesday and it's against the Ducks, who for some reason have been pretty dominant against us. Um, I don't know why Tamu Solani has just been a freaking abs killer. Um, I hate the Ducks, to be honest with you. I think their style of hockey is freaking boring. Um, but they just, they got the abs number. Um, which is pretty much what I can say about the next game after that. Um, we have a really short week, I guess. We got a game Wednesday and Friday. And then after that, it's going to be next week's schedule, which I'll talk about in the next episode. And um, we got the Predators. Speaking of boring hockey, man, uh, the Predators just know how to really simplify the game and really clog up the neutral zone, slow down the game. Um, We need to really figure out as a team how to bust through that, how to not get lulled to sleep, as the commentators say. And, you know, we need to bust through the choke the the choking of the middle of the ice and oh my god I can't stand the Predators but they have the Avs number also so uh, both games are at home and uh, I honestly think we can take both of them um, it's just gonna be great to to see Nate McKinnon hopefully going up against Seth Jones and uh, I really wanted Seth Jones when we when we won the draft lottery and I'm not talking about just uh, because he's a defenseman. Um, I'm a hardcore USA hockey fan, and uh, when we won the draft lottery, I was screaming at the top of my lungs because I had illusions of grandeur thinking about Seth Jones in a Nav's jersey, and we ended up taking a freaking Canadian. <laughs> Sorry, as Canadian Nav's fans, it's just, oh, you guys pissed me off. Um, anyways, uh, that's another conversation for a later podcast. Um, but, yeah, that's our, those are our only two games, and I think they're winnable. Uh, I think, if, I hope we can get out of the gate really hot. You know, go on a little freaking four or five game win streak to start out the season and just to shut everybody up, um, even though everyone will stay, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint, the abs. Uh, it's really early, the abs, you know, how long can they keep this up nonsense, you know? But um, if we can get on a little streak early in the season, I mean, I heard it's, uh, they always say it's earlier, I mean, it's easier to win games early on in the season than later, so, um, yeah, man, um, both games are totally winnable, and I honestly think we're going to be 2-0 to start out the season, so, that's all I have to say about that. kill me for this, because, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's been beaten to death everywhere, um, but I still feel this way, um, Eric Johnson, uh, you suck, as of right now, uh, you haven't justified a damn thing, uh, you are a freaking man-child, you have 
all the physical attributes of being a great defenseman, but you refuse to hit, uh, which pisses me off. And, uh, um, I mean, you do hit every so often, and it's freaking amazing. I don't know why you do it. And you know what, though? When you do choose to hit, you usually do it at the wrong time, or, and it causes a two-on-one for a goal or something. And um, you just, you're not as good as Kevin Shattenkirk, and I don't want to hear the whole Shattenkirk plays protected minutes, none of that bullshit, because that's all it is, is bullshit. And um, we traded away... Brian Rafalski, basically, for, fuck, man, who's, who's the equivalent right now? Ugh, I don't even know. I don't even know. Um, just, we, we downgraded, basically. I mean, even, uh, even if Seaman shows in two years that he's a great defenseman, man, that's gonna be, that's gonna be too late, you know? Um, I'll tell you this much, if Shattenkirk makes the U.S. team, and E.J. doesn't, which is very real possibility, um, since it's on international ice, uh, and by some miracle, USA, you know, wins a gold medal that Jack, I mean, that Eric Johnson has not, and probably will not after that point, ever win in any international play, um, yeah, buddy. It's going to suck, and uh, it already sucks for me because it sucks seeing Shatner Kirk in that Blues uniform producing on the back end and uh, honestly making good defensive plays as well. Um, he can't do what you do because he's not as big as you, but yet you don't do that often. You don't use your body to put people off the puck, and uh, you don't hit as often as you should be. Uh, you don't make smart decisions. You have brain farts. You can't get your, you can't get your shot through the net, which is a great shot. You just can. You wait too long to make the decision to shoot. I'm sorry for this rant, people. I'm sorry. I just let's look at a little bit stats here. Uh, last year, Eric Johnson played 31 games. He had a goose egg in the goal department and four assists. For a grand total of four points. And his in his whole career as an Av, uh, he had 40 points. 40 points in his whole career. Uh, Shattenkirk has 43 points in one season as a Blue. And that's just fucking pathetic um, as far as EJ goes. And Shattenkirk last year played all 48 games. He had five goals, 18 assists, 25 points. Yeah, people. Um, stop lying to yourselves. And stop making excuses with the whole protected minutes nonsense, because it's nonsense. And um, if Eric Johnson was, you know, 80% of what he was projected to be, I wouldn't be talking about this right now. But um, he just needs to, you know, become a smarter player. Which, I don't think, I think that's one of the things in hockey you can't teach hockey smarts. And I don't think Eric Johnson has it. And, uh, it's just a real damn shame. Um, but, honestly, I mean, I hope he gets better. You know, because we got him for the next three years. Uh, I hope he becomes, you know, 70% of the player he's supposed to be. And I hope he succeeds, because that would make me happy. I love seeing him in the USA, in the USA jersey when he was in the World Juniors with Jack Johnson tearing it up. But he just hasn't done it. Uh, he just, 
I, I used to wish he was on my team. And now that he's on my team, I want nothing to do with him. Oh, sorry, folks, for that rant. Um, that'll, that'll pretty much round up this podcast. And uh, I hope some of you are still listening. And uh, if you are, thank you very much. Um, I, like I said, I'm going to try to make this a weekly thing. Um, I'm going to try to make an email address where you can reach me at. Uh, it'll most likely be soundsoftheice at gmail.com. Um, I'm going to post up on HF boards and the ABS, um, the ABS um, message boards on their official site. And um, I will put this up. So hopefully I get I get some listeners. Hopefully you guys send in some feedback. Uh, send in some questions. That'd be awesome. Uh, you know, let's just let's just try to make this real. And I, I love nothing more. I Dr. Octagon, paramedic fetus of the East With precinct from the church of the operating room With the strikes of force, scalpel since the holocaust I do indeed in greed, explore, meet the patients Back to rooms with the nurse with the voodoo curse Holding up office lights, standing at huge heights Back and forth, left wing, swing to north East and south with blood pouring down your mouth I can prepare with the white suit and stethoscope Listen to your heartbeat, delete, beep, beep, beep your insurance is high, but my price is cheap. Look at the land. Blue flowers. Growing by the purple pond. Blue flowers. Growing by the purple pond. Blue flowers. Growing by the pond. Look, it's raining yellow. Would you care to listen to any more?